Hello, we are here at the second edition of the Innovation Bootcamp at the Florence School of Regulation. I'm uh, Tim Sietekat, a researcher at the Florence School of Regulation. I'm here with Bjarne Steffen from ETH Zurich, from the Energy uh, Politics Group. Uh, Steph, uh, Bjarne just gave a presentation about financing in the energy transition. Uh, he gave many findings of recent papers uh, he wrote. So, uh, Bjarne, I would like to ask you a bit more about uh, your paper around the cost of capital. So, everybody's talking about investment costs in renewables, solar and wind are going down a lot. Um, even though they're going down, uh, they're still very capital intensive. So, the cost of capital matters. Um, you show in your presentation that actually during that time period, 2005, 2017, not only the investment costs went down drastically, but also the cost of capital went down by about, I think, about four percentage points in the context of Germany. Can you explain a bit more why that exactly is the case? It's just the economy went better, it was cheaper to lend, or, or are there other factors? Yeah, sure. Um, happy to be here. So there's a couple of uh, factors uh, that, that my co-authors and I um, found out um, in, in the case of Germany, um, also in the case of Italy and, and the UK, that's the other countries we, we studied, um, that allowed this massive reduction in cost of capital. The first one is uh, general economic uh, conditions. Uh, the general interest rate level in Europe um, during, during the last, last decade um, came down um, immensely. Um, this is mainly following the quantitative easing from the from the uh, European um, Central Bank after the, after the financial crisis. Um, so general interest rate level came down, um, which um, then is a big advantage for capital intense technologies um, like, like wind and solar. But then um, there's also um, two other drivers that are specific to these uh, new uh, renewable energy technology. Um, one is um, related to, to the investment risk in these technologies and to learning and experience um, in the renewable energy sector in general. So as these technologies uh, became more mature, actually their, their reliability increased a lot and uncertainty on their reliability decreased. Also more data is available, longer track records uh, of, of wind farms and, and solar plants. And so with lower uh, risks, um, and uh, investment risks, the risk premium required, they are lower. And finally, um, we also found um, learning and experience in the act of financing these technologies. So in, in the activities that investment banks and commercial banks and lawyers and consultants and all the people in the investment uh, ecosystem actually perform, there's been a lot of learning by doing and um, formalization of knowledge, standardization, um, established relationships, trust that's being built within these financial sectors, uh, which all reduce transact transaction cost and, and thereby also led to lower, lower cost of capital. So these three factors um, in total, um, they are uh, what uh, yeah, then sums up to about a uh, four percentage point in cost of capital for wind and solar. Um, that's from six four. to two? Or yeah, no? more or less, six to two percentage point. Um, and for wind, for instance, um, that's about 25% of the total cost reductions. So the levelized cost of electricity, which, which, which are much lower now, about a quarter of that uh, we attribute to, to lower cost of capital. Okay, so that's, uh, that's really a factor to take into consideration. 
And then we're talking about renewables. Do you see any difference between wind and solar in terms of these developments? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So first, um, in project finance structures, the cost of capital differs between technologies. I think that's um, the first um, important uh, thing to note also for, for researchers, for us, uh, energy system modelers. Um, so it's not the same across technologies. Um, it's not the same across between wind and solar also. Um, and what we saw over time is that in the case of Germany, they actually flipped in terms of which one is to, is to be financed cheaper. So initially, um, we saw that the, the financing market, they demanded uh, higher risk premiums for solar PV. There was in the beginning of the 2000s much more uncertainty about how long the solar modules actually last, um, how soon they will or how rapidly they will lose um, capacity um, as compared to wind, which was more mature already. Um, and now solar is so mature and so experiences really record low financing conditions uh, in, in Germany, Italy, UK, um, but also worldwide as compared to wind. Uh, which I mean still has moving parts and still have operational risks and which, which is more expensive to, to, um, to finance now because cost also came down financing cost, but not as rapidly as for as for solar. So these technologies, um, they, they switch in that regard. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting to see the, the switch. And then uh, you focused mainly Germany, UK, uh, Italy. Uh, can we generalize these findings in Europe and beyond Europe? I mean, what, what we can certainly uh, generalize is the importance of financing condition and cost of capital, right? The, the role that this, this parameter in models, if you want, uh, really plays. Um, so this, this is, is the case everywhere. Um, and uh, of course, even more in countries, um, we also study developing country uh, contexts where you have higher cost of capital, higher risk premiums, where um, on top of the technology risk, let's say, and the maybe renewable energy policy risk that we see, you have a substantial country risk on top, um, then it's even more important. And then the relative position of new technologies, capital intense technologies, like solar or wind, um, as compared to, let's say, gas plant or oil plant, it's even bigger. Um, so I think this, this is something we can, we can generalize. Yeah. And the second point is, um, if you, if you think about what, what um, accelerated the experience and learning and financing in Germany or what, what contributed to this, this uh, cost coming down, um, there were some favorable uh, factors and one of them being a very active state investment bank in Germany, the KFW. Um, the UK also had uh, the Green Investment Bank that was very active in offshore wind. Um, and these banks, they really did a, took a policy-driven, very active role in educating the financial sector on the technologies, in taking a signaling first mover role, investing there, in trying to catalyze more investment. Um, and I think that's something that, that can really be transferred to other markets also in other countries, um, and, and maybe also to, to new technologies that, that, uh, that now come, come more important in the second phase of the energy transition, like storage. So, so that's a bit then the policy implication of, of your findings, like we learn these drivers so we can work on these drivers and new technologies in other countries. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one, one is, uh, um, that, that I mentioned is for the technology specific cost of capital markup, if you want, right? So this um, uh, learning and experience, um, how to accelerate that. 
how to strategically use uh, green state investment banks to, to foster this learning. I think that's one policy implication. Um, and the other, it's, it's a bit in the, in the, in the different direction, um, is the general interest rate level. Right? So that's what's at record low in Europe at the moment. Um, one should not forget about that because interest rates, they are really low in Europe now, um, but they might rise again, um, as they already did in the US. Um, and if that is the case, that also means that uh, the, um, this, this um, cost position of renewables can, can go in a different direction again. And we might have seen higher um, renewable energy electricity cost again because interest rates rise. And I think that's something to keep in mind um, in discussions about phasing out renewable energy support or reforming that um, to uh, do that in, let's say, a clever way that doesn't put um, put the transition at risk. Because, yeah, that is also a point made is that we had the feed-in tariffs, which created a lot of investment securities. So they, they lowered or they contributed to this lowering of uh, cost of capital. At the other hand, they do not really give a lot of incentives for renewable to, to behave or to react to, to market signals. So there's a bit of this trade-off uh, between the, the, co the cost in, in making them more reacting to market signals and then but having an additional premium in terms of uh, cost of capital. And, and that one, as you said, will be sensitive to the general interest rate. Uh, also, this, uh, mm -hmm. let's say, this trade-off. So this would be something to be thought about in, in, in a time where we actually are transitioning from to more, uh, let's say, uh, market-based support schemes or no support schemes at all. Um, so maybe that's a, a study for, for the future to quantify these, these differences. But one difficulty you mentioned is that you wouldn't need time series uh, to figure out how support schemes actually affect cost of capital, right? And that's a bit of a difficulty today. Uh, yeah, we have very little empirical data yet uh, that um, would allow an, um, like solid assessment, I think, how different support regimes or changes in support regimes um, actually impact um, cost of capital. I think there's some theoretical considerations and some some um, assessment of market participants, but to to assess that empirically, one definitely needs way more data. It's, okay. it's a general challenge. There's very little data on cost of capital. It's often um, confidential. It's not collected uh, systematically by anybody. Um, it's also market sensitive. So um, that's one of the challenge. We try to address that by, by collecting data, by making that available for other researchers. Um, but that's definitely an area for much more much more research um, has to be done and many important questions uh, still to be answered. Yeah, but at least in your work, you already show some insights that can help uh, innovation, uh, the, the technologies or, or the concept we're talking about today uh, forward. So thank you very much for this interview, uh, Bjarne, and uh, have a safe trip back to Switzerland. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>